Notice where your attention is right now. And in that noticing, notice too the quality of awareness. Of mindful awareness, this ability to to be aware of the present moment and, and to know we're aware. And even asking gently in the mind the question, is there awareness? Or am I aware, if you prefer? And it's right there, isn't it? You don't have to fabricate it or find it or seek it out in that moment of looking, the moment of asking that question, you could say, whether or not we we do that as an actual verbal question in the mind. And we see, oh yes, there is awareness. You, You would always answer yes to that, isn't it? And take a moment now, this morning, as we've come together for this group sitting. See if there's a mood in the mind, in the heart, mind, heart. Not not necessarily some kind of really strong emotional state, but just a kind of mood, like a a filter, a lens that we're seeing experience through. There'll be a slight melancholy this morning. Or a subtle kind of joy or or happiness or interest. A mood that feels disconnected or bored or dull, maybe just a hint of something, something like that. Maybe it's just a feeling of simplicity and presence or balance or, or something you can't name, but you can feel there's this subtle mood and you don't not not looking for something not creating something of course just to check and see because sometimes it's there and we're not really aware of it till we have opened the attention and check and see but it does have a way of flavoring or coloring our perception our view And it's not a thing to work on or fix, just to be aware of. A little blue this morning. Tinge of sadness in my view.
Let's take just a moment and invite the attention, invite awareness to rest within the body. Could be as simple as just knowing that there is a body. Let's just let the attention move through the body. A felt sense, not an image, although that could arise. Feeling the, the top, sides, and back of the head. And the forehead. Relax the forehead. Relax the area around the eyes and let the eyeballs rest back in the sockets. Nothing to look for or at. Down through the face and the sides. Relax, invite ease into the jaw. You could gently Let the lips part, relax the jaw. And then let them come back together. Relax the tongue. No need to push the tongue against the back of your teeth or the roof of your mouth. Let it just rest in the mouth. And as though there were a cord or string gently attached to the crown of the head, you're kind of dangling from a point above. Let that lengthen the neck. The chin might tuck a tiny amount, nothing that anyone could see if they were looking at you. It kind of relaxes the throat, lengthens the neck, allowing the shoulders to drop. And if you want to, you could gently lift the shoulders towards your ears, rotate them to the back, and let the shoulder blades slide down your back. Just if that seems like it would be of interest or bring some ease to that part of the body. Tension can move gently through the back, the gentle curves of the upper, middle, and lower spine. So we're not holding the back unnaturally straight. The arms hanging from the shoulder joint. Hands resting, perhaps one on resting on the other in your lap or one on either leg or if you're reclining down at your sides <clears throat> let the attention rest in the hands for a moment whatever you might notice there pressure warmth or coolness tingling, vibration, this dance of sensation, the manifestation of the elements there. Not trying to find anything, just whatever's happening. 
the upper part of the chest open. The breath breathing itself in the abdomen. Belly can be soft. The hips are open, not gripping any of the large muscles around the pelvis and upper legs. Feeling the lower part of the leg, front and back, and the feet. And then perhaps back to just a sense of the whole body sitting. Take a moment and just say hello to the breath. Hello, little breath. Breath breathing itself, this companion in life. It's been with us since we took our first breath. And it will be there with us until that final exhalation. And say hello to whatever object has been serving you as a gentle anchor for the attention. Maybe the breath for many of us. Might be the sense of the whole body sitting. Or perhaps the hands touching with sitting. Or maybe it's the experience of hearing. Resting at the ear door, receiving that experience, sounds arising, passing on their own. Hearing happening by itself. Breath breathing itself. The body resting on the earth. So we have this gentle point of reference, this gentle anchor, this primary object, you could say. It's kind of a place we begin and begin again, and a reminder, a place to kind of rest. Rest the attention. And then, of course, other things arise. We can think of our experience as this flow of contacts at these six sense doors or sense bases. Makes things really simple. 
sensations in the body, the experience of hearing, seeing, smelling, tasting, and minding, contact at the mind or thoughts that come and go, different moods, emotions, mind states, mental images, memories, plans, fantasies, all that contact just at the door of the mind. So we think of these as the six sense bases, six sense doors, points of contact. And so we can invite the awareness to rest with our anchor, the movement of the breath, in and out at the nostrils rising and falling, the chest or abdomen, feeling of the whole body sitting, or the body sitting and the hands touching in tandem, hearing, or something else that that you know is familiar works for you, is easeful, simple. And then if we become aware of something else, some other experience, some other contact has taken the attention, a sensation, a sound, some mental activity, then that's the object of, a, of me- meditation, hearing, sensing, thinking, sadness. joy. And so it's not really so much that we choose to go to that object. It's already there. We're already there if we're aware of it, if it's strong enough to take the attention. then it's already the object. But it can be helpful to have a gentle whisper in the mind, of a a word that names it, pressure, tingling, thinking, hearing, rising, falling, Just a light whisper. Someone suggested 3% of the, intent, of the attention. I'd say half of 1%. Really light. And only if it helps you to feel connected and, and right with the felt experience 
helps you draw a little closer as a, a way of highlighting the fact that there is awareness sitting touching remembering rising falling So we can use this relationship with something that serves as a gentle anchor, a primary object such as the breath, hearing, awareness resting within the body sitting. Not as something that we're trying to hold on to or gripping in any way, but We can start there, and then when something else arises, we know that. And as long as it's predominant and strong, we can be with that, see what happens to it, how it changes. And when it no longer calls or holds the attention, we can return gently to the anchor And something else may come along then. So this flow of contacts. And when we're sitting in formal meditation, it's very simple. We've simplified things. Not so much seeing. There may be internal images that come and go. It's like a sight or the perception of light may arise and pass. Or we may choose to open the eyes and bring some energy, and then we can be aware of seeing. But mostly it's simple, not too much tasting or smelling, but there may be those may arise. Hearing, sensing in the body, and then all of the activity in the mind, thinking, feeling. Remembering, planning, fantasizing. Just knowing them in that simplicity and directness is just this. There's nothing we have to do about any of it or work on or fix. Not some information to be squeezed out of it. It's just arising and passing on its own. 
And so we let things unfold as they will. It's just nature. We don't have to get overly involved, but we're right there. We're right with it. There's an intimacy, a radical intimacy with experience. Using the tool of mental labeling if it's useful, dropping it if it's not, or not ever picking it up. It's not required, but it can be helpful. Helpful to give this congruence and connection And perhaps finding a gentle affection or tenderness, this sense of caring for our life by being present with it. letting things be simple and easeful. With the intention to begin again every time that's what's required. And of course, one of the things that may arise is a mind state, a mood, an emotion. Maybe worry or fear, joy or interest, sadness, grief. Doubt. Hatred. Metta. All of these different experiences that we might think of as emotions or mind states. They arise unbidden, perhaps. We're not fabricating or creating them, but they they show up. And sometimes they can be quite strong. And if it's clear what it is, sadness, loneliness, interest, We can name it, a gentle whisper of a note. Sadness. Wanting. 
hating. Just another object arising. Feeling how it manifests in the body. Letting go of the story. Feeling the direct felt sense of that. It's like this. Tension or pressure, heaviness, uplift, upliftment, tightness, whatever. Just creating some space to feel into the physical manifestation of this mood, mind state, emotion, if it arises. See how it changes, gets stronger, becomes lighter, fades away, returns. And when it's no longer strong, not calling the attention, then we can rest with the anchor.
I want to say a few more words about the experiences that fall into the broad category of mind states, including emotions and a lot of different mental activity, but that sort of coloring or flavoring of the, the mind that is in the mood, emotion, mind state terrain. And we tend to group these all together in this practice. Often in our lives, we put our emotions kind of in their own special category and they're, they're very personal. They feel so personal. And they have such power in our lives whether we're meditating on retreat or not. And so having a wise relationship with our emotions is really, really uh, important. Gives us a chance to relate to them with skillfully and, and kind of on our terms, you could say. And there's, there's this real... Um, cyclic relationship between different kinds of emotions, mind states, and, and the thinking mind. Generally, if, a, if an emotion shows up sadness, there's often a story there. I'm sad, a lot of identification with it. I'm sad because of this. And this rumination on the, a story there. And then ruminating on a story tends to strengthen the emotion. And the stronger emotion tends to feed back, really working that story over. (laughs) And it gets in the cycle. They both kind of go, they grow, (laughs) feeding one another. So really helpful to shift our attention more to the the broader and, and in many ways the physical manifestation of these kinds of experiences. And that's not always apparent, but often it is with a strong emotion especially. There's some kind of way that it shows up in the body and that can help us drop out of the the fascination with the story there and feel it. Some tension or tightness or pressure or heat or movement, vibration, something. And you know, we don't want to fabricate something, but sometimes we just kind of, oh, what is, what is this part of this experience, this feeling of it, independent of the, the storyline that is so compelling? Let me feel this, get to know this part of it, this aspect of this experience. How does it show up in the body? What is the feeling, the felt sense of sadness, for example? The, the kind of purity of it. Or joy. Or grief. Or hatred. Hating. What's it like? What's the feeling of that? How, am I re- how are we relating to it is another good thing to check. Do I see this as a problem, as in the way? It's not okay to sit here hating. 
I am a bad person because hatred has arisen. These kinds of, of ways we see, oh, it's, it's in the way. But the beautiful thing about this practice and about mindfulness is that it, mindfulness can, there's nothing we can't be mindful of, nothing we can't be aware of. And anything that arises is a suitable object for the meditation. So it transforms perceived obstacles to meditation into objects of. This is great. It unhooks us from the need to control what's happening. Nothing is in the way. If it's in the way, it is the way. It's the thing, <laughs> right? And since what we want to, what we're learning here are the characteristics, you could say, that apply to all phenomena, all experience, equally, and it just doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, we're golden here. It does not matter what's happening. We don't have to like it. It doesn't have to be pleasant. It's nice when we do like it and when it is pleasant, right? Okay, we have our preferences. But for the purposes of, of the practice, it doesn't matter. It's so, it's so great. Do you feel how cool that is? <laughs> Nothing is inherently a problem. Great. Nothing is in the way. Really hard for us to, we don't, I don't quite believe that. (laughs) This feeling is really in the way. (laughs) This pain in my hip, it's a problem. It's in the way. (laughs) But actually it ain't. So there's this, um, and introduce this, uh, I guess it's an acronym. Anyway, it's a thing where you take a word, in this case, RAIN, and each of those letters stands for something. Is that an acronym? Yes. yes. It's been confirmed by <laughs> this person on my right who is my source for all confirmation that I need in life. <laughs> Yes, unequivocal. It wasn't like, I think so. Yes. So, rain, which was first um, discovered and created by Michelle McDonald ages ago, has become quite widespread, and uh, Michelle doesn't give, get the credit she deserves. Stands for recognition, acceptance, investigation, and non-identification. Now, I... And Michelle knows about this, or she did at one point, because it happened while I was teaching with her. I've come up with rain. (laughs) And so the R, (laughs) the R is relax, receive. Remember that? Andrea was bringing a lot of relaxing, receiving. Relax, receive, leading to recognition. Acceptance, awareness, and allowing. We acknowledge, aware, allow, acknowledge what's there, hating. 
and then acceptance coming along. It's clear to understand what do we mean by acceptance here. It doesn't mean we persuading ourselves we like it <laughs> or that it's good or okay. <laughs> it may be totally unskillful, but it's like, this is here. <laughs> I'm accepting reality. <laughs> I'm going to stand on reality here. Interest leading to intimacy and then some investigation, which is not pulling it apart. It's that greater intimacy is drawing closer so we really see what it is. Interest, intimacy, investigation. And then we see that it is nature, not personal, leading to non-identification and no problem. So um, we can we can reflect on this in some simple way. You know, we're we're recognizing this is here, and specifically when there are these strong emotions and mind states that feel so personal and feel like I got to work on this thing. I got to figure it out. I've got to find, get rid of it, or find a way of, of having it be different or me be different. But there's this sense we just are going to relax and receive the information that life is bringing us and recognize, ah, this is, this is sadness. This is hating. This is joy. This is compassion. feels like this. And we feel it. Awareness and allowing, acknowledging, yep, it's here. This is what's happening. And there's this acceptance of that reality, yeah. I don't like it, or I do like it, but I'm accepting that this is the way it is right now. That's some interest. What is it? What is sadness? There are these ideas what sadness is. But what is it really? And I get right close to it. Feels like this. Has this in the body. These are the stories there. So it's that intimacy, interest, and some gentle investigation, not to pull it apart and figure it out, but to know know it thoroughly, you could say, closely, intimately. And then this sense that we see, oh, it's arisen out of conditions. It's not, I am not sad. It is not mine. In that way, it's, it's nature. There are conditions. It's arisen out of conditions. It's not personal. Sadness is sadness. Love is love. It gets, it gets away from this grasping onto it as it's mine, it's me, it's who I am. Then there's this sense of we can let it go in terms of having to grapple with it. It's not pushing it away, it's there. We feel it fully. We want to really not ever hear that there's some instruction to 
make it go. If, if, we, if there's our agenda, I'll pay attention to you so you'll go away. <laughs> so I'll be different. That's okay, but we want to know. <laughs> okay, I've got an agenda here. <laughs> See, how am I relating to this? Because so often, okay, I'll stay with you, I'll note you, so you'll go away. <laughs> Maybe some little judgment there. Ah, no problem. It's just sadness. Just hating. I don't know how many times I've sat where you are and it's like hating, hating. <laughs> you know, when I'm right, and when someone is trying to guide metta. <laughs> and I just hate everything. I hate their stupid voice and the whole idea, you know. Like, this doesn't happen so much anymore, maybe, but, you know, we could feel kind of bad. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> Clearly, there's something wrong with me if I hate everything. And, uh, you know, may you be happy, may you be peaceful. I hate everything. You know, the, those are, feel like there's a disconnect there. <laughs> so, we, what's, what's the movement of metta? I mean... What's the movement of kindness? Is to be with that. Take, hold that hating tenderly. It's okay. Be with that. That's kindness. There's the metta. Is is letting that be there. That strong feeling. So we're not trying to get rid of anything, or suppress anything. Never hear that. It's always. Allowing and the full fullness of things, but we want to find a skillful way relate to these things on our terms. See that they are fine objects for the practice, because they can reveal the impermanent, unreliable, impersonal nature of of everything. And we'll say endlessly till you can't stand it anymore. A lot about impermanence, unreliability, impersonality, anicca, dukkha, anatta. Because that's what we're interested in. And those characteristics apply to everything. Okay, here's the deal. There are no scheduled practice meetings today. So you won't see these teachery beings around quite as much. Um, but Bruni has uh, posted or will post some places where you can sign up if you feel like you really need to check in and something's going on, you could use some support. Uh, those will be posted. And also at 3 o'clock, there will be a guided metta meditation. What? <laughs> yes, it will happen. Please come. And hmm? what does it say on the schedule? Right? No, it's at three thirty. It is, but you can start at three and continue. <laughs> but it will be in here at three thirty. What have I forgotten, dear colleagues? Nothing. Incredible. 
Okay, gang, you know what to do. May you be happy even when you're unhappy. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.